Welcome to The Brand Workout, the podcast where health and fitness leaders share their secrets with me, Anthony Tatum. I'm CEO at Big Cat, the behavior science marketing agency. If you want to give your health brand a kick up the glutes, this is the podcast to spark business changing ideas. Talking about his ambition to create the world's best fit tech brand, I'm joined today by fit brand director, Chris Banks. Chris came up the ranks as a designer in creative agencies and ironically was part of an agency team that pitched for the Fit Brand account two to three years ago and initially didn't win. Chris will be talking about joining Fit, his single-minded creative methodology, leadership mantra, the creative tension of building a global brand in the tech space and on building a culture and space for creativity to flourish. Welcome Chris. Let's go for it and see what happens. So could you give us a quick background on what is FIT? Just in case people don't know, and a bit of background on the founders, where did they come from? So FIT is a, um, it's an interactive home workout experience. You, you put on a heart rate monitor, you can either wear a device around your chest or uh, um, we, we, we can sync up to, I think it's 24 different um, watches um, or different devices. And it, as you do your workouts, with really exciting, amazing content. The, the production team's amazing. We've got a, a proper film studio that produces all these amazing workouts and they're streamed to your, your device, to your, whether that's your TV or your phone. You ideally watch it on the TV because that's how you get the best experience. And then your your data is tracked through your um, device. And so you can see the calories you've burned. You can see your heart rate. You can even, it even tracks your reps. So you can see, you know, how many push-ups you're doing. Um, and so what's great about that is you can obviously track your progress over time. You can see how you're performing. But also you can, it opens up the opportunity to, compete with other people as well so we have a, a, a live leaderboard so you can do group classes um, and you can you know challenge yourself but also challenge other people which I think is what's, what makes it really exciting and you know the potential there is, is amazing um, for, for what we can do so we're on a mission to um, make fitness a habit for everybody so the issue that we wanted to solve was not the issue of necessarily working out I mean that's part of it but the getting getting to the fitness and, and being able to make it a habit was, was the, the big challenge, I think, that we wanted to, to focus on. I think the, it's almost like the getting, getting from bed or sofa to fitness, that's, that's the thing that's like, that everyone really struggles with. So we saw that as our sort of mission and challenge and something that we want to really focus on. We've been really inspired by like, yeah, habit formation, how that works, and you know, people like James Clear, um, and atomic habits and you know that type of thinking and how can we help people get on that path and answer to your second question so yeah the founders you know it's not a great thing about the founders that they've got like a very diverse like way of thinking really experienced um, two of them previously worked at, uh, or set up a, a founded a company called Qubit a marketing analytics company so they um, so that's Dan the CEO and um, Ian the CMO and um, they built that business up, you know, learned tons from that. And so actually the business was already had a very strong sort of marketing capability from, from the off. 
and, and then Sammy, um, the other co-founder, has worked in has worked in real, real estate. He's had his own businesses as well. He's a CCA, so he's he's very much focused in in operations and, and how the production team runs. Built an amazing studio and and the fitness team and and the way that the content and the the product is is sort of produced. So, what was it like in those early days when they launched in April? My capacity there was to advise on yeah the brand strategy the direction that we go in i think back then as you can imagine with a with a business like this there's so many opportunities and ways that you can take it the world was sort of our oyster and i think i think like the thing that we've always found really challenging is trying to find focus that's always been like a challenge is like you know how diverse do you go versus you know what are the things that you really focus on and so that's that's always been like something that's been quite difficult um trying to build that up and, and work out which verticals do you sort of step into or not step into more importantly probably but it's just been that it's been a really exciting mad roller coaster i would say it's been like uh i think out of all of the other sort of high growth startups that i've worked with i've not experienced one that's sort of grown and changed so fast that the, the sort of growth has been really really quick and so trying to sort of you know ride ride that sort of journey but without you know falling off is, is quite difficult and building that ship as you go working in an agency the excitement comes when you get a new brief or you do a great piece of work and you know there's these sort of these sort of moments of excitement but it's you know the work is like you know project by project basis it's always like a conveyor belt of work right but when you're at, when you're at somewhere like this you know every week something exciting is happening a new partnership an amazing piece of press and you know the things that our fans say and all these things just super inspiring and and, and you know going to work and getting that excitement every every week it's like a you know a thousand pats on the back i think is the way it sort of feels it's like there's always something really new and, and amazing happening the founder temptation is always to go after shiny things or to listen to advisors or what customers saying can you do this or can you do that as a piece of new technology you're always looking to develop new features and new partnership and so could you just talk to us a little bit about the product development tension between you the founders and keeping customers happy yeah it's a really good question i think the, the customer thing is quite interesting because i think you have to be quite careful with the testing i mean it's a bit of a, trying to find that balance between giving the customer what they want, but then also trying to focus on the thing that you think they need and also your own vision. You know, if we ask our customers, generally speaking, what they want, they normally say they want more stuff. So they're normally, it will normally be variety, but they'll very rarely say, we want it better, you know, actually, which is quite interesting. You don't, you don't often hear that. So you have to be careful with your sort of questioning sometimes with your testing and just make sure that you're really focused on, you know, your vision and, and what you want to do. The tendency is to do lots of different things. I've noticed this with lots of founders is to um, quickly jump into different verticals rather than going very, very deep on the one thing that they know. From the very off, it was always about focusing on the living room for us. You know, it was like bringing the boutique studio experience to the living room. But you quickly start to think, well, actually we can take this concept and you could do it anywhere. And that's true, you can use fit, you know, outside, you can use fit at the gym, you can use fit all, you know, all over the world, wherever you want, in hotel rooms. And we believe that an ecosystem of fitness is really important. You know, people don't want to be 
stuck inside all the time you need to get out and go to places change up your environment you're not always at home so you do need that flexibility but we we didn't go deep enough initially on on the home and making that experience perfect and so this year that's a really big focus on for us is like taking the experience we've got and just making that amazing for the home bring the gym home let's rev it up we're in it together let's go Connect to over 500 on-demand and group workouts. Squat jumps for the last 10. Let's go, 10 seconds. This is it, gang. Let's get those points up. Fit. Easy to start. That was a clip from one of your ads. What about brand? Does brand matter? If the tech is so amazing, is brand important? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting one. I think with fitness technology, um, or any t- any tech business really that it's you know it's built and run by people with a analytical maths based focus. Everything is very um, is very data driven, and so from a sort of creative and sort of brand point of view, that's always like a really interesting tension. I think when you get it right, that's when it works really well. I think it's like trying to find that mutual respect between. Um, brand building and brand awareness and um, product growth and trying to find you know those harmonies and I think the thing that's quite that's really useful working in a, in a business like that is that the the people the product designers and the you know the people that come from that more sort of methodical analytical um, place they, they push you to make sure that the work you're doing is also you know, backed up by logic and and back, backed up by science. And so, sometimes it's, you know, it's not, not that straightforward and you, you kind of don't want to lose some of the magic of, of branding and, and, you know, creativity. And that is a bit of a challenge. What you want from, from your brand team and your creative team is to be, well, to be creative. And that, that actually requires almost all the opposite sort of methods and processes of working you want a bit of chaos and you want a bit of you want to allow for serendipity and so it means that you need to create space for for creativity and people to relax and and be able to you know think slowly and and not be pressured how do you build a an environment for creatives in a tech brand and so that's something that i'm working on at the moment and I'm getting like really great support for the rest of the team. And so one thing that we're doing is a sort of a, a dramatic shift. Or one thing we're sort of what, trying to work out at the moment is how do we create like a creative hub within the business? So the first step would be taking the creatives out of the marketing team and create, that's the sort of creates the foundation for this studio. Because the marketing team is, you know, it's, it's a it's not like solely numbers based but it's you know it's, there's a big part of it is performance marketing and so at the moment all the creatives are they get very involved in like the numbers which is is, is important to an extent but it can also stifle creativity taking the creators out of there so that they're focused on the creative task i think is going to be really important this is the brand workout podcast And this week I'm talking to Chris Banks from fit.tv. A lot of your team are into fitness. Is that just by accident? Or as part of the interview process, do you have to perform 100 burpees or run a sub five minute mile? Any other weird and wonderful interview techniques you use? I think, you know, obviously you naturally draw people that are already passionate and interested in fitness. 
Um, not everyone there is an athlete. And I think it's important that um, you have a real diversity of, of people just so that people are coming from different angles. I think when you work for a startup like this, it's about building something and creating something. There's, there's almost two aspects to my job. One is producing work that is inspiring, exciting, interesting, bold, memorable. But, but the other big task is actually building this business and growing it and trying to work out all these systems. So whether that's building the in-house sort of creative team up, which we're doing at the moment, you know, that's growing really quickly, building the foundations for the business, the strategic, strategic directions that we're going in. All of these things are really as much part of it, you know, trying to build this, this machine. Um, is, that's also, that's what I think people get really, really excited about working there for. Do you, do you have a philosophy or leadership mantra? Yeah, one, one thing that I sort of strongly believe in that comes up time and time again, or the need for this comes up time and time again, is what I call like the philosophy of, of one and doing one thing. And you can sort of apply it to most aspects of branding, I think. And it just comes back to trying to be really distinct and really clear, and really consistent. And also, focus is it's really important for the customer so that they know what you're offering, so they know the proposition, they understand exactly how you differ from your competitors, so they know what you're, they're choosing. But it's also, when you're working for a business like this, it's really important for focus. And just for resource, a simple thing like that, just where are you putting all of your time and your energy and, and your money? Uh, and you need to pick something, otherwise you just end up in a world of several hundred MVPs. And I think that's like a real danger that you never actually make anything great. You end up just making lots of things that are quite good. And so, you know, I have this, I have this philosophy that I'm, you know, trying to sort of slowly implement as quick as I can. I think it's working quite well at the moment. We've, we've, we've really sort of narrowed down and focused on trying to do as many one things as possible. So that could be, you know, what's your proposition, do one thing, what's your, even things like, you know, what's your color palette? You know, try and pick one thing, <laughs> one color, have one clear persona, one clear voice. So we, we have one customer that we sort of focus on. Previously, we had two. And, you know, I think that was a mistake. We just, you know, trying to think about all the different customers we have and what you end up doing. Um, although you do have different, of course, you have different segments and you have different customers, but it's more of um, an internal thing. Like the customer that uses the brand the way that we want to start building it. And so, yeah, before we, before we focused on that one customer, we had two customers and it just meant that we were creating almost two different products in tandem and you end up doing lots of different things or when you're marketing, you end up not not sort of settling on one voice you know you end up trying to speak to two different people so the way that we actually set it up is we we have a, a sort of person in our mind called coach fit and so this is a, a character that we sort of embody as a sort of marketing and brand team and we get into their headspace and the way that we see it is like we're that's the role that we play in our customers lives is we're this person, this coach that, that motivates, that inspires, that gets people uplifted and excited. And we're talking to our customer and, and this, this one customer that we call Ali um, when we talk directly to them. So we just have, it just means that we have a really, really clear focus. And it's really important when you're, when you're a startup just to have that very single-minded 
one thing that you're working towards. And then as you grow, that's when you can become more diverse. If you look at how brands transition, uh, it's almost at the point of sort of IPO or becoming a unicorn. They go from very, very focused and singular to becoming all of a sudden they have to be an authority in the world. So they go from being a disruptor to an authority, but sort of gradually going, you know, in that direction and then have tons of resources. So they start going in, into different verticals. Uber is a good example of that. You start growing and, and going into different different products, different spaces. Um, but to start off, you just have to be very single-minded, you know, so you capture that early adopter, that, that sort of singular customer at the start and you build super fans and you grow like that. You don't grow by being nothing to everyone. And you will be if you're doing everything half-heartedly. Um, but I see that all the time with, with startups. That's probably one of the biggest issues I think people really struggle with is, is just picking that one focus. It's like an analogy of the sun. The sun pumps out billions of gigawatts an hour and the worst you'll get is a bit of sunburn. Whereas a laser, you only need a few megawatts of focused energy and you can cut through steel. So the idea of aligning everyone and laser focusing them, particularly in the startup space, that can be really powerful, right? You just have to allow people space and to create space for, for creativity, and especially with more junior staff, especially when you're working somewhere like Fit where you've got OKRs and you've got like targets and it's performance driven. Actually feeling comfortable and having the permission to go away and waste some time thinking is like how it would be seen anyway. But you should you know, spend some time really not worrying about the deadline. Um, allowing for serendipity and chance, trying to like build that in, buffer that in, I think is really important. One thing that I've done since being there is um, trying to add sort of ideation and development into the sort of creative processes. Um, whereas before it's just like, let's just quickly do something, whatever comes to mind and, and, and you know, that will work. But trying to build that ideation thing in. And, you know, we, we obviously do that for the bigger projects, but the, the, the things that I'm talking about, the smaller projects that don't normally get that as much time. So, so yeah, allowing that sort of buffer and, and creative space is really important. I think one thing that's like really interesting at the moment is sort of getting comfortable with being brave and doing things differently. I think that's a really difficult challenge for people that aren't, well, people that aren't working in brand or creativity and, and, and don't know the importance of, of, of being brave, of standing out, of being different um, and the power of that. Um, and, and that's a really hard thing to explain sometimes. So trying to, to get people prepared and comfortable for that. And that's something I've been working on the last few months. And, you know, we've got everyone's really excited and, and backing me and the brand team to, to be really bold and different. Every sort of branding agency has a process of, there's always four steps and it's like define the brief and, you know, research, you know, strategize, come out with your direction. Then you do your sort of design work, whether that's visual identity, you know, verbal identity, etc., and then implement. And then all of a sudden the brand is left with guidelines. They might get a little bit of support, but you're sort of then left to your own devices to some extent. The big thing that I think is missing is a one big pillar of education. Like educating brands to brand is, is, is missing, I think. And I think it's a really missed opportunity. Getting brands ready to brand 
is, is a massive one, particularly these, these smaller businesses, these founders that are you know, building these, these fast growing businesses, how do they brand themselves? It's certainly something that doesn't happen. Which leads me on to my final question. It's a two-parter actually. I'm really interested to know about your personal ambitions and what your ambitions are for Fit as a Brand. Uh, onwards, we've built loads of great relationships where we'd really help brands grow their brands, you know, really help them, you know, develop them. But I never felt like I could get as involved as I wanted to. I really wanted to get in there and get really under the hood and, and tweak every part of the customer experience and turn everything up to 10. And Fit was the... Fit was the brand that, and I sort of knew that I think from the beginning that this was the one that I wanted to turn into a a great world class brand. I knew that because of the I really liked the subject matter. I, I thought that the product was amazing. I thought it was the future. I still think it's the future. The the passion of the founders and their experience and where the business is heading. You know, it was really sort of set up for, I think, for me to create a world-class brand. And actually, Apple have just sort of come into the market with a, you know, a copycat version of the product, which is really exciting. We've got a really big sort of new competitor in the game and, you know, they're going to push us really hard. They sort of validate our position, which is great. I think that the opportunity here is to, to create a brand that sort of joins them in the world of fitness and like punches up with them you know i think my ambition certainly and you know the rest of the business is to to create a global leading brand in fitness and we, re- we want to grow grow quickly and you know, start punching up with those guys you know i sort of have an ambition and i think I, I might sound like a broken record to any of my sort of colleagues that listen to this but my ambition is to create a brand that is used as a case study for branding it's sort of a simple sort of benchmark for me is that you know, we're the first to do things. Um, we're, we're doing things that are sort of inspiring, unexpected, that are sort of changing the game, being really brave, being really bold, doing the right thing. And I think that's a really great benchmark f- for us. Um, I was listening to a podcast, again, on Modern Wisdom by two guys, one called Prince um, Gooman and, and Matt Johnson. They've written this book called Blindsight. Um, one of them's a, a marketeer, um, and the other one is a behavioral scientist and um, they're fascinating and they talked about this idea of violating expectation that really sort of resonated with me and I've been using that as a little bit of a mantra for the people at, at FIT um, as a, again as a benchmark for what we should be achieving and so yeah that's, that's something that's sort of really pushing us that's the big ambition is we're, you know, we're up there with the likes of Apple and uh, and Peloton um, and there's loads of other people entering the market um, and I think we've already got like a, a brilliant product we're already there with like you know it's world class you know we've got the product we've got the thing that's you know we've already got something that's like highly polished it's just the scale that's the next step is like growing it so yeah that's where we're heading a big thank you to Chris I love the idea of the power of one do just one thing better than everybody else I also really love Chris's relentless drive to make space for creativity and also his mission to create a health tech brand that is the benchmark for the industry. I'm a big fan of Fit, check it out. There's a link to the app in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Brand Workout, then please do leave a review. It really does help people find the show. You can also subscribe to get the next episode straight into your inbox. 
The brand workout will be back in two weeks where we'll be sharing more secrets, insights and ideas that will change your health and fitness brand for the better. Thanks for listening.